This is Dr. Sean Horn, and you're listening to Inspired Living Podcast. Do you struggle with self-sabotage? If so, today's episode is going to be a game changer for you. In this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between self-sabotage and self-protection. One of the common things that we face in therapy is people who come and say, why do I do the things that I do? Why can't I stop it? I keep getting in my way. I sabotage myself. I don't follow through. I can't accomplish my dreams, my goals. What is wrong with me? So often we hear about this concept of self-sabotage, that when you're not honoring yourself, you're betraying yourself. For example, if you set out to achieve a goal and you don't follow through with that goal, then you're betraying your desire, your need to accomplish that goal. I'm going to suggest a different perspective, and that is that you're not sabotaging yourself, you're protecting yourself. So let's look at this a little bit closer. There are many areas in our life that people will describe that they're sabotaging themselves. So let's say they want to find a relationship, they want to date, find a spouse, they meet somebody and they start to date them. This person has everything they're looking for. They are very excited about this relationship and the closer they get, all of a sudden that person starts to bug out. They get really squirmy and they do things to negatively impact that relationship to the point where the relationship then ends because they're not returning their calls, they've disappeared, they've ghosted them or they're not responding to that person's emotional needs. So then they come into therapy and they say, why did I do that? This person was everything I was looking for and I messed it up. I don't know why I do that. Another example, let's say somebody goes, I want to get fit. I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to do this workout program. And they start off strong and slowly over time, they start to self-sabotage is how they would describe it and not follow through with the plan. They'll start eating the things they they don't want to eat. They won't work out anymore. And before you know it, they're back to their old ways. They come into therapy and they go, why did I do that? Why do I keep stopping my diets? Why do I keep doing these behaviors I don't want to do? I want to stop drinking, but I keep drinking. I want to move towards a goal. But when I am given the opportunities I stop dead in my tracks and I won't walk through that door. So I'm going to break this down for you. I often say we think from our head, but we live from our heart. And sometimes our head goals and our heart goals are not on the same page. Our heart is connected to our survival brain. Our brain is picking up information all day. It's taking it in and it's sorting out what does it need to focus on to keep it safe, What does it need to make sure it gets rid of so that it stays safe? And it's constantly being vigilant about this and sorting this information. In the meantime, our head is living life and it's really not aware of how hard our survival brain is working for us to keep us safe. So let's say somebody had an experience in a relationship that they loved, they wanted more than anything, and it did not work. And they were devastated. They were heartbroken. They experience the most deepest pain they could imagine. So then what we end up doing is making a vow to ourselves, a vow to our heart that I will never, ever, ever 
allow myself to experience that pain again. So let's say somebody auditioned for something and they were mocked and it was so painful for them to see others tease them and put them down and they make a vow in their heart. I will never again put myself in such a vulnerable situation to be hurt like that again. Let's take, for example, food. If food has been a comfort to somebody and they had a history where food was taken away from them, their freedoms to eat was removed from them, they had deprivation and they experienced the message or they got the message that when I have my comfort food, I feel loved. When my food is being policed, or restricted, I will be deprived, and I won't have any way to comfort myself. Years later, you say, I'm going to get fit, and I'm going to eliminate this food from my diet. The heart says, oh, heck no, not doing that, girlfriend. You know what that means. That means we're going to have deprivation. That means we're not going to enjoy anything, and I'm not going to be able to soothe myself with food, and that is not going to happen on my watch. So the heart pulls you out. Let's say you had an experience where you were starting a new job. You were very excited about it. You believed you could do a good job. But as you stepped into it, there was a lot of performance demands. There was a lot of expectations. And you really struggled meeting those expectations. You really struggled meeting those demands. And ultimately, it ended up in you losing the job or your employer or coworkers getting angry with you. And you established a belief about yourself that there's something wrong with you. You're not smart enough. You're not capable enough. You will disappoint people. You will let them down. And it will result in you having shame, being fired, or humiliated in some way. And remember, humiliation is a shameful embarrassment. So your heart says, I will never put myself in that situation again where people are going to have a lot of expectations for me because I'm going to disappoint them and I don't want to go through that. So here, years later, you get this job, you're excited about it, but then that doubt kicks in and says, what if I can't be consistent? What if I can't sustain? What if I'm not able to fulfill this or I don't want to do it anymore? And then all of a sudden, everybody wants all this stuff from me, and I'm going to get stressed, overwhelmed, I'm going to fall flat on my face, and everyone's going to see it, and I'm going to be humiliated. So you go towards that job, and your heart pulls you out and says, not today. (laughs) So the heart is working really hard at making sure that whatever fear you have, whatever doubt you have about yourself, about what you can do, what you're capable of doing, whatever beliefs you've established about other people, what they will expect from you, how they will treat you, whether they're going to violate your boundaries, they're going to suck the life out of you, that if you give to this person, they're going to take everything from you and you're going to have nothing in return. Then when you're in situations, new situations that look like, sound like, feel like, your heart says it is like, and it will go back to its early defensive strategies of getting down to helping you survive and making sure that all risks are eliminated. So this is what we come against when we want to stretch ourselves, when we want to achieve a goal, when we want to change something in our lives, transform our mindset, expand ourselves, fulfill our dreams and our potential, that all of those fears that are in us, 
start to get really activated. We get all that resistance within our unconscious and our subconscious, whose goal is to make sure we're safe and comfortable. So this is where we need to kick in to our higher mind functioning. And instead of getting angry at it, instead of getting your inner critic all flared up and saying, look, there you go. You did it again. You're so stupid. Why do you always blow it and do these things? Instead of entertaining that story and that belief system, we are going to turn the mind and position it differently on a new story. And we are going to turn to that inner critic and that survival brain and that self-sabotaging that we've labeled self-sabotage. And we're going to say, thank you. Thank you, self-protection. I once called you self-sabotage, but now I recognize you have been working to keep me safe. You've been working to keep me comfortable. You have been helping me to get my needs met in the moment. However, in order for us to go to the next level, we need to find solutions that don't just meet our need in the moment, but will also meet our need in the big picture. We'll also support our goals in the big picture. So here we want to find solutions that will support where we're going versus just in the here and now. So you say to self-protection, thank you. You want me to be well and I want to be well. You want me to be safe and I want myself, us to be safe as well. And we are now going to work as a team to move towards this goal and create that which we are setting the intention to create. So that's the first step is that you want to align with it, support it, be loving and compassionate to that part of you that keeps pulling you out. The second step is that you need to access that inner parent inside you, that loving inner parent that is going to say to your fears, to your doubts, to your critic, to your inner child, is going to say, I'm here now and I've got this. I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead the way. And loving parents are bigger, stronger, wiser, and kinder. They anticipate the needs of their children. So think about it. Like when a parent goes out with a kid, they, they anticipate when that child's going to be hungry, when that child's going to be tired, when they're going to be overwhelmed, and you adjust the world to support their biological needs or physiological, psychological needs. So if you know that they take a nap every day at one o'clock, then you're going to structure your day around that nap. If you know they're going to be hungry, you pack food so you have food available for them. If you know that they're going to be really stressed and overwhelmed, you might mediate what's being asked of them, where you have them challenged, but not too much, but just enough that's just right. This is what we need to do for ourselves, is that when we move towards our goal, we want to anticipate our needs. Like you say, I'm stressed this week. It's really a rough week. And I know that I'm going to want to balance my demands with some of my desires, some positive things, things that make me feel good. So what would that be? Well, maybe I do let myself have a special treat. Maybe I make myself my favorite tea every night before I go to bed. I take baths every night. 
I put some aromatherapy into my world. You do things that fuel your soul, that feed you, nurture you, that create warmth and love and in your body. You're stretching your body. You're making sure that you get good sleep, that you're moving it, that you're feeding it nutritious food so it can run the race. And you're being very intentional about that. A lot of times when we've gone through trauma, we've disconnected our head from our body and we numb out to all the cues that our body is giving us. But the loving parent is now tuning into those cues. Am I tired? If so, my priority is to get rest. Am I hungry? If so, I need to pack my food for the day and prepare for my nutritional needs. Do I need to move my body because I've had a lot of stress to exert that energy that's been congested in me? If yes, then I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to shake it out. I'm going to dance it out. I'm going to do something to get that energy flowing outside of me. I'm going to be intentional in my self-care practices. I'm going to anticipate them, plan for them, and be very intentional about them in that way. So in that second step, what you're doing is you're really leading with the full understanding of you, of what you're going to need in the context of all the things you're doing. If you're afraid that you're going to get stuck, let's say you get a job and you go, I'm going to take this job, but what if I don't like it? Well, as a child, you couldn't change it, perhaps. Maybe you were vulnerable, helpless to affect your environment. So you did get stuck and you had to do things you didn't like to do. But as an adult, you have choices. So you have a little conversation inside and say, if I don't like it, then we're going to change it. I don't know how and I don't know when. And maybe I can't change it in that moment. Maybe it's going to take me a little time to find another match for my job needs, my career choices. But I'm going to set the intention that in the event this is not a good match for me, I'm going to actively pursue and look for something that is a good match for me. I know people that feel had a lot of church trauma, a lot of religious trauma, and they're scared to death of going to a church because if they go, they're going to be stuck and they're going to have to volunteer and they're going to have to do all this stuff. Maybe as a kid, that's what happened. But as an adult, that doesn't have to happen. If you don't like the church, then you can leave. <laughs> you can change it. If you don't, if you like the church, but you don't want to volunteer at everything, then you can honor that and say, you know, I'm, I'm participating, I'm coming, and that's enough for me right now. I'm not going to volunteer in everything. My plate is full. I have a lot of demands in my life with my home, my kids, my job, my goals, whatever I'm doing. And to put one more thing on my plate is going to overwhelm me. If you know that you've been doing a lot of extra activities every weekend, every day after work, you're going to be so tired, so burned out. You're going to anticipate that and say, I'm going to take the weekend off. I'm going to disconnect from my phone, from any requests from anybody else. And I'm going to take time to just rest so I can run the race. So in this way, you are attending to yourself in a loving, compassionate way. You're negotiating your needs. You're being flexible. You're allowing yourself to make choices. You're allowing yourself to make requests, to say no, to ask for help, to access resources. You're changing your expectations for yourself. So this, I would, I will 
complete this lesson or this talk with this third principle, which is adjust your expectations. We will feel shame with unrealistic expectations, and we will be tapped out, burned out, if we have unrealistic expectations. If we say to ourselves, quit being a crybaby about this or whining about this or whatever, you got to work, that's what people do, so push forward, get it done, and you push yourself. It's like an athlete that just pushes themselves through the race without any sort of uh, intervention to rest or to hydrate or to make sure you have enough fuel in your body to run that race. So what people will do is they will push themselves beyond their limits and really not consider all these other variables that are attributing to people's success. So we really want to be realistic. That would look like I'm not going to be skilled in something if I haven't been one, equipped with that skill, two, practiced it, until three, I've mastered it. In order for me to expect myself to master a skill of which I don't have, I haven't learned, and I haven't practiced, is going to be shame-bound, and it's going to set me up for failure. We want to set you up for success, and the loving parent is going to do that. The loving parent who has an ADHD child is not going to sit their child in the middle of a busy living room, family room, in front of a TV and expect them to focus on their homework and get it done quickly. They're going to understand that that environment is not going to support that child's success. They create a study center and they reduce the noise. They give them sound reduction headphones, things that will help them to be successful. So we want to look at that with ourselves. Instead of saying, I shouldn't have any weaknesses, we say, you know, okay, I have these weaknesses. Given these challenges that I have, what accommodations do I need? What resources do I need? How do I need to design my environment to support my unique needs? How am I going to equip myself with the areas that I might struggle so that you can have success? So to wrap this up, I want to reframe the concept of self-sabotage. Describe it as self-protection. When you are protecting yourself, you are not being lazy. You're not being rebellious. You're not being difficult. You're not being somebody who is refusing to take the right action, who's being too willful. You are being in your survival brain, helping yourself get through something. Any sort of message that is interpreting your self-protection as self-hate or willfulness or having a, a mal intention or resistance or evidence that there's something wrong with you, that you're lazy or difficult, or you have a character flaw. We're going to take those messages and we're going to say, no more. I don't agree with those anymore. I'm now making an agreement that this challenge I've I've had has really been a part of me that has been helping me to survive, is trying to protect me from the possibility of some very negative outcomes from pain and shame and failure. And it doesn't want me to go through that again. Now I'm going to do it different. I'm going to thank my self-protection. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to start to tune into my needs, my boundaries, my request, my nose. I'm going to set up my situation for success. 
And where you don't know how to do that, you're going to step to the resources that are going to help you learn how to do that. This coming January, I'm starting to launch some online courses in my Inspired Living School. I'm so excited about this. And so I want to encourage you to sign up for Inspired Living School so you can get information when these courses come out. So please come on over and sign up. And when they get launched, you can decide which ones will be helpful to you. And maybe those can be some resources that you can add to your needs to help you accomplish your goals, whether it be relationship, health, finances, or to accomplish your dreams. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this discussion was inspiring and uplifting to your journey. Please remember this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to substitute a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Also, make sure you rate this show, share with those you know, and send us a shout out. Please message me with any topics you would like me to address or questions you have on social media at Dr. Sean Horn or on my website. Thank you again and may you find joy in the journey and be richly blessed.